Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Kansas City, it's Trent McDuffie. You're listening to The Drive with Carrington Harrison on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Aaron Ladd is going to join us here coming up momentarily. I want to read this text really quickly and play some audio from Lamar Jackson before we're joined by Aaron Ladd. Hey, CDOT, I think this game is as even as last week's game. I believe it will be a coin flip game, but the narrative that is being pushed that Baltimore is way better, I don't think is a fair one. This is where I think the narrative comes from with Baltimore this season. Baltimore scored more points than any team in the National Football League this year, and they allowed the fewest points of any team in the National Football League. In terms of just raw data, this is the best offense and defense in the National Football League. I also think that the narrative comes from really two things that happened over the course of the regular season. I think the entire tone around Baltimore changed when they went out and beat San Francisco in the fashion in which they did. Going into that game, it was Niners, Niners, Niners. Hey, when the Niners are healthy, they're by far and away the best team in the National Football League. You remember, Baltimore was an underdog in that game. Going into that game, Brock Purdy was the favorite to win NFL MVP. And then the Ravens went in there and they beat them 33 to 19 and really dominated and controlled that game. And that's when the tone around the Ravens switched. They then the next week beat the Dolphins 56 to 19. Since then, everybody has been on board with the fact that the Ravens are the best team in the National Football League. I also think that the tone around Baltimore this season stems from the fact of in every game that they lost this year, they had a lead in the fourth quarter. Now, I think you could say something very similar about Kansas City. Now, they didn't have a lead in the fourth quarter of all these games, but the Chiefs didn't really get beat by anyone. For the most part, it was a drop or a key turnover or a mistake that usually was the difference in the game. I at least understand the tone that is around Baltimore coming into this game. This is a really, really good team. I made a list, and we'll talk about it later in the week, of how I would rank the teams that Kansas City has played in the postseason and what my one through five would be. I think this is a really, really good team. I think they are certainly beatable. I look at this offense as not, even though they scored more points than everybody else, I don't look at them as overpowering like there's not anything that Kansas City can't stop. I think that Kansas City is going to be able to limit the passing game, 
Last week, they held every Baltz or every Buffalo pass catcher under 60 yards. I think they're going to be able to maintain Zay Flowers. I think they're going to be able to maintain Odell Beckham. The big thing with Kansas City is going to be stopping the run. Baltimore runs at 180 yards a game. And obviously, it's not just Justice Hill. It's not just the running backs. It's Lamar and it's containment. I think in this game, if you could pick one of them to be healthy in this game, between Joe Tooney and Willie Gay, I think you would pick Willie Gay. I think it will be very, very difficult to win this game if you don't have him. Mark Andrews is coming back in this game, so you're going to have two capable tight ends with Likely and Mark Andrews and their ability to run the football. Keeping Lamar in the pocket and just limiting his off-script runs. There's going to be some design runs in which he's going to have success, but what really, really hurts teams is it's third and 11. Everybody is accounted for. And then Lamar takes off for 27 yards down the field. You got to limit those plays if you're going to beat the Baltimore Ravens. I look to my right and we are joined in studio by one of the most dapper individuals that I know. He's been killing the playoff coverage. Wow. Aaron Ladd of KSHB 41. Aaron, how you doing today, my you man? Know, how you doing, throughout man? Throughout the season, you steadily stepped up the respect. Preseason, it was like, oh, we got a guy who covers the Chiefs every once in a while. Last We're year, letting him intern for New a year, new me. You know what? <laughs> let's leave last year in the past and let's continue to move forward building our relationship. I appreciate it, Big Dot. Good to be here, man. Big game this weekend. What's the thing that impressed you the most about the Chiefs win over Buffalo? Most complete win, bar none. And it's got to be the offense. I, I don't think that I'm saying anything earth-shattering by saying their offense put together the best stretch of football that we've seen this year, period. If you consider the opponent, if you consider the stakes, if you consider going on the road and all that narrative, uh, if you if McCole Hardman holds on to the ball there, we're talking about a 10-point game, Dot. This is not a... Yes, I know Buffalo was had the rest disadvantage. And yes, I know their kicker missed the kick at the end, but... Talking specifically from a Kansas City perspective, we were questioning if their offense could string together multiple touchdown drives. We were wondering how they could keep a team under 25 points, and they go out there and put 27 on the board. Well, the thing that stood out to me, and I don't know if you touched on this in your open, I was driving in, trying to rush in, dodging the geese in the 610 parking lot. Uh, Andy Reid talked about emptying the chart, and that being something that him and Matt Nagy made a concerted effort to do going into the game. That was something new. I know that maybe many people had theories and were saying, hey, they're still holding some things back, or maybe there's different wrinkles to the offense that we haven't seen yet. Andy Reid giving voice to that and saying maybe that's why they were successful in Buffalo was something new, and maybe it shows me in Baltimore that they can show looks, they can show schemes, and they have a different way to attack than we haven't seen this year with this unit. I don't think that Kansas City is that different. Like, I've been on a couple of shows. I'm sure you have over the last couple of days. I don't think that Kansas City is that different. Mm. I think they've improved in the three areas that has hurt them the most. Penalties, Drops, penalties, and turnovers. Drops, penalties, and turnovers. That is what hurt this team. They could have beat Detroit. They had a big drop. They could have beat Philadelphia. They could have beat Green Bay. They have been right there in all of these games. This wasn't a perfect game by Kansas City by any means. Kansas City didn't score the final 14 minutes of this game. Kansas City had a turnover right there on the red zone. Kansas City kicked two field goals. They were still bad in the red zone. There's still things you can nitpick. A hundred percent. But they are much better at the drops. Some of that is they quit throwing to the others. So they're, they're better at drops. They had two penalties. 
and they only had one turnover in the game, and they ended up getting that right back, basically, because they got a three and out. I would say that Buffalo had a turnover by you going for a fake punt on four and five and it getting stopped. I know it doesn't go down on the books as a turnover. That is a turnover. So you are no longer losing the turnover differential. Drops aren't killing you the way that they have, and you only had two penalties. I think this is the same Chiefs team, just a little bit improved. This is the same person you fell in love with. You just got a makeover at the store. I think the question marks were, could they do it, though? We hear this flip the switch mentality. That, to me, is just such a nothing burger, because what does that actually mean? Do the Does Andy Reid go back into the locker room and say, all right, guys, we haven't been playing for real now. We've had the drops. We've had the penalties. We've had the turnovers. Now let's turn it up with us. Like, no, our questions going into Buffalo were, could they actually do it? Do they have the personnel to be able to pull it off? Yes, the, the ingredients were there. But could they actually make a meal with the clock running and down a score and needing to make it happen? I think a lot of people, and I was in this boat too, I, I had to see it first. I, you, had, you had to do it against somebody who was worth their salt. I could poke holes in the Miami win as well and say, hey, I mean, it was Tua and it was freezing cold out there. I don't know how much of a quality win this is. But the Buffalo, what I take away from that is they did it against a good team. They did it when it mattered the most. And they can, quote, unquote, flip that switch and turn away some of the drops, penalties, and turnovers that that ailed them in the regular season. What worries you most about Baltimore? Their run game, man. The the splits. And we talked about this on Chiefs Coast to Coast Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network. We just dropped episode 74 in your podcast feeds. Baltimore. Can you imagine episode 75 and you're getting ready for another G Super Bowl? It's almost fate. It's almost poetic justice right there. That is special, right? We talked about the splits on last night's episode. Baltimore, number one in rushing attempts, 30th in pass attempts. And you mentioned it's not just uh, Justice Hill and not just Gus Edwards, but the versatility that they can turn Lamar into a runner as well. The Chiefs did not do well with Josh Allen as a runner in the first half against uh, Buffalo. I mean, like you can credit Steve Spagnuolo for the adjustments that he made, how he was able to shut them down in the second half. Josh didn't look as comfortable, was t- starting to turn some of those runs in the first half into uh, tough and contested passes in the second. But if KC can batten down the hatches and say, because I'm not really worried about a Zay Flowers, I'm not really worried about an Odell Beckham Jr. That's not. I'm not worried really, about any of their passes. That's not who really keeps me up at night. It's about Lamar getting into the second level or somebody missing a tackle, and then he's got 30 yards of green grass. And it goes from a situation where they're probably going to punt to a situation where they got, they're in field goal range. If you think about the matchup of Lamar and, and Mahomes, the Lamar and the Mahomes of the special teams game are matching up in this one. Justin Tucker versus, uh, versus Harrison Bucker. Those two can make pretty much anything once you get on the right side of the logo. The running game is the biggest thing that worries me. I mean, I would say of all the teams that Kansas City has played this season, this is probably the team that maybe understands who they are better than any of them. This is a old school, we want to run the ball, we want to play really good defense, our quarterback will make plays when necessary. It looks a lot different than teams that we kind of put in that category. But you just mentioned, if you're 30th in pass attempts, it is a pass when necessary. When they really started to really take shape in the second half against Houston last week, it was not because they were throwing the ball effectively. It was because... Houston had no chance of stopping the run. Justice down. Hill ran the ball incredibly effectively. Lamar, they ran that little bootleg play where they basically treated Ronnie Stanley like their fullback. Elite and it blocker. was just, hey, you decide which way you want to go. Like, you put your hand on his back. You want to go right. You want to go left. They, they scored their last touchdown of the game with that play. That's probably what bothers me, I guess, worries me the most about this is Lamar's escapability and also using that play action with now the return of Mark Andrews 
this could just be a game where Mark Andrews has eight catches for 64 yards and just over the middle of the field, third and five, you throw it to Mark Andrews to get seven yards. I think that especially could burn you in the short yardage situation. Like I'm thinking third and three, third and four or less. You're thinking two down mentality there if you're Baltimore on offense in this in this uh, opportunity or what we're talking about here. Then also Lamar with his legs. That I think about the last time that the Chiefs played Baltimore in uh, played Baltimore in Baltimore on Sunday Night Football. That was one of the Clyde games where he had some success. Lamar was very good right up against the goal line with his legs. They turned him into another option there. It's not just about what he can do in the open field, but in those short yarded situations where you're trying to do hat on a hat and try to account for guys. There's no, I mean, Willie Gay can be out there at a healthy 100%. I don't know if he's a perfect match, if anybody's a perfect match for Lamar Jackson, the way he's been playing this year. Well, you know what? Last week we did this in the Chiefs won, so we're going to try it All again. Right, sure. We are going to do playoff true or false and just get a feeling of how you are feeling heading into the NFL's version of the Final Four. Rob, hit me with some tunes. First true false. People are overreacting about Brock Purdy start against the Green Bay Packers. People are overreacting about Brock Purdy start Saturday night against the Green Bay Packers. True or false? True. I saw your your post on X about this talking about, oh, Brock Purdy hasn't made a, a good throw in at least 40 minutes. Like, this is who Brock Purdy is. I don't know if we were surprised if we were expecting him to turn into Lamar Jackson overnight. He looked uncomfortable. This is what Kyle Shanahan does. First for almost the entire second half of the it game. It was raining. He tried to do the glove thing. Then he went no glove. Also, if you're taking away Debo Samuel from him for the majority of the game, yeah, he's going to look uncomfortable. I, I think this is who Brock Purdy is. I think Shanahan has worked his magic with a lot less. I'm, I'm not overreacting to what Brock Purdy did. This is what he's been his whole career. I'm going to go with false. This Mm. is why I think it's false. As much as it's about controlling the line of scrimmage and running the football and doing all those things, it is a quarterback league. And can your quarterback make plays on third and five, third and six to convert first downs? I lost a lot of confidence in Brock Purdy's ability to do this. He didn't play well last season against the Cowboys in that postseason game. He just went up against playoff Dak Prescott, who is an even worse playoff quarterback than Brock Purdy is. Of all the teams that we have seen play so far in the postseason, my opinion has changed the most about San Francisco. I don't look at their defense as good as it, I thought it was, and I don't look at Brock Purdy in their quarterback position. You were telling me now. It is now down to a four-team single elimination yes, tournament. Correct. The team with the worst quarterback is going to win this tournament, and they also don't have the best defense. I got to go with no. I don't think people are overreacting about Brock Purdy's start against the Green Bay Packers. Rob, where are you at? True or false? I'm with you, man. I Ugh. You remember this season, I have been down on Bush Lightboy. I have not been a believer that Mr. Game Manager was an MVP or was that kind of player. The moment got a little brighter, the windows got a little tighter, and he turned back into a pumpkin. He made one great drive. Cool. I'm not believing in Brock Purdy. I haven't in week 10. I won't in week 20. Aaron Ladd, true or false? The Detroit Lions are going to the Super Bowl. Wow, you're really hammering the NFC over here. Um, I'm going to go true. Why not? By your by your metric, they have the better quarterback. I do think they, they have, have the a defense that's in a similar ilk. I think they've got a lot of the uh, a lot of the momentum and the good juju behind them. I was not a believer in Dan Campbell for a very very long time, but I have had to 
eat my words on that one. They're motivated. They're playing well. Uh, sure, I'll take them. Why not? I am picking the Detroit Lions to win this game as well. I'm going to be really intrigued to see how Debo Samuel looks. He probably plays in this game. Was it 50-50, I think, was one of the reports? He probably tries to give it a go. We're all going to try and give it a go. We have seen enough Brock Purdy to know that there are two different versions of Brock You're Purdy. You're really out on Brock Purdy after that? I'm out on you winning a Super Bowl with Brock Purdy like, as your starting It's like you never watched him before this week, and you're like, oh, this is that Brock Purdy guy that they've been talking about. Like, yeah, he's he's kind of mid, C-Dot. I've been defending Brock Purdy all season. I felt like people jumped on him unnecessarily. But you haven't been watching him. You've been defending him sight unseen. I have been watching him. <laughs> I'm saying is, on the AFC side, we got four total MVPs. We got Jared Goff, who was the number one overall pick and has played in a Super Bowl before. And if there is any team that I know is going to be unafraid to go on the road against San Francisco, it's going to be the Dan Campbell-led team. Fighting kneecaps. And then you got Brock Purdy. You got Brock Purdy minus Debo Samuel. I'm taking the lines, man. If If there's one thing I know, if there's one thing I am certain about in the championship round, I know the Lions can score. I know they will score in this game. Can San Francisco score 27 or 31 points in this game with Brock Purdy as their starting quarterback? I'm taking the Lions to go to the Super Bowl. It doesn't feel right to pick the Lions to go to the Super Bowl. It's the Lions, you know, just like you couldn't pick the Cubs to win the World Series for the longest time. I think the Lions are winning on Sunday, man. Christian McCaffrey looks like a guy who is ailing. I mean, every time you get a sideline shot of him, they're working on his leg, his calf, his knee, his thigh. I wonder what that guy's dealing with this time of year. I mean, come on now. Restore the roar. The Lions are real. And what does Sean Barber always tell us about the NFL? It's a line of scrimmage game. Mm. That D line of the Lions, I think, can pose problems for the O line of the Niners and that O line of the Lions. You talk about Ronnie Stanley out in space. Woo! Panay Sewell loves to maul people. It's fun to watch. I like the Lions to restore the roar and head to Vegas. Let's get to the AFC side. True or false? Isaiah Pacheco runs for the most yards on Sunday. Most yards of anyone. Of anybody in the game, Isaiah Pacheco is the leading rusher in the AFC Championship game. True or false? I'll take false on that. Just playing a numbers game. Uh, A lot of runners in this game. If you consider Edwards, if you consider Justice Hill, of course, Lamar Jackson. Pat's thrown in his legs from time to time. I'll just play a numbers game there and say false. Can the Chiefs win this game if Isaiah Pacheco is not the leading rusher in the game? The Chiefs have shown us a propensity to win in a couple of different ways. I think as long as Pacheco gets into the end zone, they they win. But yeah, absolutely. I'm going to go with yes here. You think he's the leading rusher? I think I think yes. Uh, uh, above a uh, Lamar Jackson, above a uh, Justice Hill, above a uh, Gus Edwards. Yeah, put me down for. 18 carries for like 85 yards that from Isaiah right. Pacheco in this game. And I think the Chiefs hold Lamar under 100 yards in this game. Justice Hill, I think, is going to have a good game, but I don't think he's going to run for 80, 90 yards in this game. He probably runs for like 40 or 50 or so. Same thing with Gus Edwards. Outside of the Chiefs, I mean, Mahomes is certainly mobile. I mean, he's not running for 80 or yeah. 90 in this game. The most he gets you 40 because he gets one big run. They get you one huge chunk in 30 yards. I'm going to go with yes. I'm going to go with true. Isaiah Pacheco leads this game in rushing. I think you're betting game script when you do this. And then you're also betting Casey's commitment to the run. Like at at what point in the game? I think of course his numbers at the end are inflated because he gets the extra. They need to close out the game. That type of thing. What is the game script? How committed is Casey to the run? That's what I'm thinking about with this. one. I think that's the only game script that Kansas city can really win this game. I think 
I think that Kansas City has finally listened to the criticisms when it comes to they their listen offense. listened to the drive finally. A hundred percent. Andy Reid just clicked on. He's like, oh, you know. I have been we'll telling this them. this guy's got. I've been telling them for weeks, stop throwing it to Kadarius <laughs> Tony. Stop throwing it to Sky Moore. You were making fun of me because every week I had a stat telling you how Sky Moore was not nasty. good. He's gone. Their offense is flourishing. I kept saying, hey, run the ball more. Run the ball more. Commit to running the football more. They've done all of that. They're not, you said they played the most complete game. Their defense was not any different than what it's been. They finally figured it out offensively. They finally trimmed the fat. We're not given seven opportunities a game to Kadarius, Tony, Sky Moore. They stopped throwing it to Justin. Justin. Justin Watson had 11 targets against the Philadelphia Eagles. 11. They do it. I don't know if they've thrown it to him 11 times since the Eagles game. They listen. Justin Watson has been a reliable target when called upon. The thing now, if, if you're not Rice, Pacheco, or Kelsey, you got to make your play when the ball comes to you. Like when Mahomes threw it to, to MVS on that first play of the third quarter. If he didn't catch it, he wouldn't get the ball it, ever again. It basically stuck to his helmet to where he had no choice but to catch it. Do you think that McCall Harbin gets another touch in the postseason? Yes. You think they give it to him on Sunday? Like a pass or like an end-around jet sweep type of play? Do you think he gets another opportunity on offense? True. True. Okay. <laughs> True. There we go. True. Yeah. They need somebody with the speed. Nick Jacobs does a great job with the coaches filming the breakdown. Like, his magnetism now – that's dependent on the defense. Of he course. ain't got no magnetism with holding on to the ball. <laughs> but his magnetism <laughs> his, to what he can do for the defense. Actually his opened, hands ain't a magnet. Opened up that uh, Kelsey touchdown, the wide open one. Boy, doesn't that sound like the Sammy Watkins defense from a few years ago? If you watch the All-22, they're just really covering him. <laughs> they, really, they really just can't stop covering the guy who can't catch. He's a decoy. I've got one more true-false for you. Let's ready? hear it, yeah. Travis Kelsey is the most important skill position player in the AFC Championship game. False. Rasheed Rice. Ooh, that's a good one. I think Rasheed Rice is the most important offensive player for Kansas City right now. I think it's Isaiah Pacheco. I think if Isaiah Pacheco has a good game, the Chiefs win. Isaiah Pacheco could have over 100 yards, but if Rasheed Rice has in the under 50, they don't win. Yeah, I disagree. I disagree. I I, I'm just I'm watching this team, and you and I both know, if this is a game script in which Patrick Mahomes has to throw it 47 times because, oh, no, they, got, no way. because they got 11 carries for 37 yards from Isaiah Pacheco, I don't think the Chiefs win that game. I don't think that's the kind of game that they win. I think you probably need 70 or more yards from Isaiah Pacheco. That means you're really effective in the run game. That means you remain balanced over the course of the day, which opened things up for Patrick Mahomes to be Patrick Mahomes. This isn't a game to me that Pat can win by himself. Because if Rasheed Rice is under 70, even if he's under 60, what what did you get as a whole from that wide receiver room that day? Like that's that's he is the production from that room. The yak yards, what he can do with his magnetism. Thank you, Rob. That's where I see his importance. You know um, what I'm going to look up whenever you leave. I can maybe do this on the other side. I want to look up the jet sweep for the Chiefs because I'm going to guess for as often as we say the jet sweep, the Chiefs probably gained 17 yards this season from wide receiver rushing. So why we are so. And I'm part of it too. That play oh, they actually got this worked. gadget guy, this X factor guy. They don't have that guy on their team, and that's fine. They don't need that guy on their team. I'm gonna look up rushing attempts from wide receivers this year, and I guarantee you, for as much as we talk about the gadget player, they got 15 yards of offense this year from that role. 
the plan is to get your most athletic guys in space with that play call. Yeah, you know ideally, who that is? Ideally, Rice on a screenplay. Ideally, it's Kadarius <laughs> Tony running that because Patrick he, Mahomes on third down. That's a, one of your most athletic people. Great athlete, just a subpar football player. See Clyde Edwards Hilaire out there running over, running by people. Hustling. Contract year undefeated. That's Nurse Clyde. He can't wait to be a backup for the Tennessee Titans next year, man. Salute to Clyde Edwards-Alaire, man. Salute to him. All right, Aaron Ladd, we have another draft ready for you. Every week in the postseason, we have had a draft, and I've dominated you in the draft. No, you have not. We have one more draft for you as we get ready for the AFC Championship game. I'll tell you the rules on the other side. Keep it right here. It's the drive. The Drive with Carrington Harrison, brought to you by Deep Esquale Moore. Car, truck, or motorcycle wreck? Remember, Mike's got this on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The Drive with Carrington Harrison on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. All right, coming up at the top of the hour, we're going to be joined in studio by Pete Sweeney of Arrowhead Pride. Aaron Ladd is here. Aaron Ladd is tired of me beating him in these drafts. So he is trying to bring in reinforcements. How? That's what he's trying to do. He's trying to bring in reinforcements. So we have done worst cities to live in draft. I won that We one. did best cities to visit but not live. You wouldn't let me go international. Well, now we are doing a draft that is very Baltimore-centric. You know, the Baltimore is known for its seafood. So we are going to draft our favorite seafood dishes. Okay. Now, I know you're going to ask for some questions and some <laughs> clarification. If you take shrimp fried rice, so it has to, the dish has to include seafood. Okay. That is different than you taking shrimp lo mein. Those are not the same meals. If you take crab legs, that's different than crab cakes. There are different kinds of food. With the buffalo wing draft, it was a little convoluted. You know what? It happens. You know what? And I apologize to to you for that. You know what? I apologize. (laughs) I apologize. But all right. So Spectre is here. He is ready to participate. He has the fourth pick in the draft. I have the first pick. Aaron Ladd has the second pick. Rob has the third pick, and Steven Spector has the fourth and pick, a uh, fifth pick in the snake style draft. 
We are doing seafood dishes. Your food has to include seafood. Rob, hit the music. I'm feeling great about this. You know what I'm going to take with the number one overall pick? I am going to take an old classic surf and turf. Wow, that was not what I expected. I'm going to go a little surf and turf. Give What's me a, your surf? Give me a nice eight-ounce sirloin okay. with a nice turf. couple shrimp. Maybe a lobster no, tail. No, 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 no. Yeah, you don't get your pick of the litter from the sea. <laughs> you have to. When you order the surf and turf, they don't just say, he hey, you get all already. the fish in the world. Go crazy. Tell me what your pick is on the surf side. Lobster tail. Okay. I'm going eight ounce sirloin with the lobster tail. Rob, can we take people behind the scenes? That was not his pick two hours ago in the office. He changed it. Someone else came up with surf and turf. And that person was me. Well, you know, and now you're taking it before. first overall. You know what? I was watching ESPN. I saw Mel Kuyper project where you were going on the board, and I beat you on the board. It's not your turn. Aaron Ladd, it is now your turn in the seafood draft. I love where I'm sitting here. Can just benefit straight from CDOT's mistake. I'm going honey glazed salmon, second overall. Salmon can be beautiful in many different forms. It's like potatoes. But I love the honey glazed version. I'm going honey glazed salmon at number two. That's a reach. You could have got salmon in round three. How? You could have got salmon in round three. Salmon's not making That's it. That's a reach. You just drafted Dion Jordan with the yeah, second overall pick. That's a reach. You got, you got a very mediocre corner in the second overall pick. You got Damon Arnett in the second round. Best That's available. Pick. We, we terrible, were best available. Terrible pick. Rob, where are you at? Your food has to include seafood. Mike Mayock over there took salmon in round one. <laughs> salmon? <laughs> I'll be taking shrimp and grits with the third overall pick. Mm, that's a good one. An elite dish. Better than salmon. Nice. Shrimp and grits is a, a great pick. If grits is elite. I love shrimp and grits. I, I, okay. love, I like that pick. All right. So I get back-to-back here, correct? You do get back-to-back picks. Everything's on the board for me. All right. Close out the first round. A good lobster roll. Okay. A little lobster roll. Don't mind a lobster roll here. Love a good lobster roll. Top of round two, I get shrimp tacos. Nobody took shrimp tacos in the first round. I do love a shrimp, good shrimp taco. Tacos. Round two, pick one, Michael Pittman Jr. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You guys took CEH. All right, Rob, you have shrimp and grits here. Oh, wow. I'll be taking gumbo with my second oh, round pick. Snaked me. Gumbo. Gumbo. The... Better than Aaron's first That's what round I'm saying. pick. Right now, would you rather have the best gumbo you ever had or the best salmon you ever had? Salmon's so have versatile. Honey glazed salmon. Whoa. Salmon? Salmon's so versatile. Pair it with rice. You, pair you it with seem potatoes. like the guy that goes to Herford House and orders salmon. You seem like the type. Salmon is fantastic okay I, go ahead and this is going to reveal a lot of personal preferences i'm not a shrimp guy so a lot of the shrimp dishes are going to go right past me go ahead uh, where are you at i'm going to go with a crawfish boil okay crawfish. You know, with the potatoes yeah, and the, the, the ear of corn that's in there you lay the whole pot out get the newspaper down with a crawfish boil for my oh, that's a lot of work for not a yeah, lot of meat. Uh, a crawfish okay that's a cardio workout i just i you guys left me crab legs in the second round. Oh, I'll take crab legs here. This is a I, I, I ran to the podium to pick up crab legs here. Absolutely ran to go pick up crab legs. Number nine. 
I know. I get back-to-back picks. That was okay. the first pick. All right. Yeah, he went, he's going 8-9. Okay. You know what? I haven't seen any pasta. I'm going to go with some shrimp Alfredo here. Ugh. I'm going to go with shrimp mm. Alfredo here. You got a lesser Alfredo. That's yeah. what we got. Nobody takes shrimp Alfredo over chicken Alfredo. Mm. I'd rather have the shrimp Alfredo. So if you guys just uh, tuned in, we are doing a seafood draft. Because of Baltimore, you have to take a food that includes seafood. I have a good surf and turf, crab legs, and shrimp Alfredo. Rob has uh, shrimp and grits and gumbo. Aaron has salmon and a crawfish boil. Speck has a lobster roll and shrimp tacos. Aaron, I don't even want to know where you're about to go with your pick. I don't want to know. Crab cakes, it's easy. They stayed around for way too long, so I'll snake them and redeem my draft class. Crab cakes, delicious. Can't wait to have some in Baltimore this weekend. You should have got crab cakes with the number two overall Values, pick. And you could have got value. salmon in the third. No, none of us were going salmon. Value. <laughs> none of us were going salmon. You did salmon. just draft Travis Kelsey with like the 87th pick. <laughs> yeah, that's, so, a great, that's a great that's pick. That's a great third round pick. You could have had it two rounds ago. Yeah. And salmon would have still been here. I'll be taking shrimp fried rice. Ooh, that's a good one. You're telling me a shrimp fried this rice? Yeah, shrimp fried rice. That's a good one. I love it. I can't even. I would love to hate on you. I mean, you've had a solid draft. Aaron skipping all the shrimp you've courses had a solid has really draft. been great for me. Just the strong oh, draft. <laughs> shrimp is hit or miss. Like, sometimes you get a stringy Oh, yeah, because salmon's always yeah. fire. Salmon is hit or miss. Salmon is always fire. I was, I'm throwing the salmon back. Like I, if I was a fisherman, I went out there and I caught salmon. I'm giving it back. Salmon is one of those meals also that can, you can cook really easily. So I've eaten salmon. I know. Life. That's why I can't believe you treated it like yeah, a we're premium going to a restaurant. product. <laughs> yeah, I can't believe you treated it like premium. All right, Spec, you get your last so I, two picks I close here. out my draft here, right? Yeah, yeah. You get two final picks here. This is our seafood draft. You have to draft a seafood dish. Okay. Uh, closing out round three. An area that I know is near and dear to your heart, a New Orleans shrimp po' boy. I love a po' boy. Oh, Who I doesn't love a good, love a good po' boy? I love a po' boy. And to close out and start the fourth round, good old fashioned jambalaya. All right, you had a you had a strong draft. I too. got lobster. I got shrimp. I got shrimp, and then I got everything that comes with jambalaya. Versatile. Oh. That was good. That was a strong, strong, one strong four. draft from you. Really strong draft. I'm ex- Actually, now, really quick, now that I'm thinking about salmon would have went undrafted. If yeah. you had to say <gasps> I'm, I'm not taking salmon. No. No. I don't know if salmon's a top 25 seafood. Oh, dish. my goodness. Like right, right now, if you were if you were going out to eat, would you rather have the best lobster mac and cheese you've ever had or the best salmon you've ever had? Salmon, 100 times okay. out of 100. Are you on a diet? That's the, only, that's the only thing that makes sense right now. Lobster, well, I'm not big dot, so I can't always <laughs> afford I can't always afford lobster whenever I'm going out. And salmon hits. The lad army is very strong on the text line right now. First off, please never say lad army ever again on this show. All right? The lad army. I'm going to try to nip that in the bud. That's going to end up in an open next year. Let's just, let's just kill that as fast as we can. The lad army is four people. All right, Rob, where are you taking? My final draft pick, I'll be taking oysters on the half shell. Eh. Mitchell now Schwartz's that favorite. Sat there. That's you're not- telling me you were taking oysters over salmon? Yes. He didn't even get the best kind of oyster. You got to charbroil them bad boys. No. You, didn't even take, you just took the regular raw oyster? You guys are crazy. Somebody oysters who ain't been are disgusting. I know you had the bubble guts after you ate those I was oysters. in between Rockefeller and on the half shell, but half shell's just better. So I'm taking the char grilled. All right. 
Aaron, I, I don't want to know where you're going to go. Here comes a nice you white You really fish. only have one good Ceviche? Pick. Are you taking ceviche? <laughs> Scallops. There's a lot of re- really good options left. But, Speck, you got me on this. And this is something I get every time I go to New Orleans. My mom's side of the family is from New Orleans. A fried catfish po' boy is absolutely delicious. I do like that. I'll take out my uh, final my final pick of this draft. Have you guys ever had alligator in New Orleans? I have. I think alligator's really good. I'm 100% with you. Have you ever had alligator? Never had alligator. Does that alligator's. Kind of, that kind of sea, I'm not saying you're going to pick it. Is that kind of seafood? That's a reptile. It's different, no, right? No, I count that as seafood. I, that's, I, I that's, count alligator as seafood. It's from a body of water. I count alligator as seafood. <laughs> <laughs> I count alligator as seafood. You know what? You want to talk about value here. I will take a nice shrimp tempura sushi roll here. Mm. I will take a good sushi roll here. I great, great value here. Phenomenal. How many, how many shrimp dishes do you have, though? You're not very versatile in your draft. <laughs> I got you two. I got, I got shrimp. shrimp Alfredo, and I got a shrimp tempura roll. I got crab legs, and I got the surf and turf. What a meal. I'm thrilled with the meal that I got. Lad Army, we see you. Appreciate y'all. Thanks, Aaron. You came in last place. I mean, let's just go ahead and be honest here. I don't know if I would eat in your restaurant. It would probably get closed in about seven months. Salmon, honey glazed salmon. I do like boil. how you specified the way it's cooked. Like it was going to go at <laughs> like any point. Was, like that was the oh, difference. Thank goodness. <laughs> like that was the difference. Crab cakes Hun- and a Honey glazed salmon. It's still average. It's still salmon. I'm, I cannot believe there's this much hate for salmon. I think I'm going to have to. I really <laughs> like salmon. It's just not in the top 15. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.